Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience sharing article from the 2023 San Francisco. Fallen Dafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference entitled Seize the Time to Save People by a Fallen Dafa Practitioner in the United States. The article was published on the Mingwei website on August 17, 2023. Greetings, respected master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I was fortunate to begin practicing Fallen Dafa in October 2004, I soon moved to the United States. After I came here, I had two dreams that left a deep impression on me. In the first dream, Master held my hand and we walked down the street where I lived. In the blink of an eye, Master took me to a higher place where I saw complete devastation. Even the roof tiles were burned and not a single blade of grass was left. I didn't want to stay there, so I quickly left. When I woke up, I realized that Master was showing me my world, enlightening me that I should hurry up to clarify the truth and save people. I began learning how to initiate conversations in order to clarify the truth about the persecution in China. I took to heart what Master said during his two lectures in San Francisco, instructing us on how to tell people about the persecution. In my understanding, we should keep it simple and avoid high-level jargon, tell people what Falun Dafa is, and expose the Tiananmen self-immolation incident. I worked on my speech, tone, and facial expression. Then I started going out to talk to people. I had another dream a few years later. In this dream, I saw a shop that sold fruit. In front of the shop was a large square where many people were seated inside the shop. The various kinds of fruit for sale were grouped into different sections. There were pathways between the sections, and many people stood in the pathways. Behind each type of fruit, I saw row upon row of people. Seeing so many people, I burst into tears. I wondered if these people were waiting for me to save them. What kind of place was this? I decided to step outside and take a look. When I looked up, I saw the sign, Safe Store. Ah, I immediately understood. It was a safe place for those people who had already been saved. A sense of relief washed over me. At this point, I woke up. I realized that, in this dream, Master was encouraging me and telling me that the lives saved behind each type of fruit represented groups of sentient beings. I also understood that the fruit symbolized the lives achieving positive outcomes. As my cultivation progressed, I gradually developed a sense of complacency. I relaxed, but
but I did not realize it. I recently counted the number of people I'd helped withdraw from the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliated organizations last year. I was shocked when I realized I had only managed to help about 40 people quit. The low number took me aback. I thought it wasn't right, so I counted again. I counted three times, but the number was the same. I felt anxious, and I decided to help three people quit every day. However, when it came to talking to people, I hesitated. Feelings of comfort, satisfaction, and fear emerged. I lowered my target from three people a day to just one, telling myself that this would be easier and less stressful. Again, there was a sense of complacency. Finally, I said, all right, let's make it one person per day. And right after I said that, my mouth seemed to continue on its own, with no upper limit. Oh dear, why did I say with no upper limit? I didn't say that. I immediately understood that Master was using my mouth to speak. It was Master telling me that I set my standard too low and that I should maximize my efforts to save more people. The next time I read the Fa, two sentences touched me deeply. Master said in the lecture, Fa teaching given at the NTD meeting, quote, It would not just be those who had done wrongful things who would be judged, but also those people and gods who had played a good role, including Dafa disciples, they too would be subjected to judgment. Unquote. And, quote, and in the case of a Dafa disciple, it would be asked how many of your vows went unfulfilled. Failing to make good on them would be just one aspect of it. For when you do not do something or do it well, there are consequences of varying sizes and you would be held accountable for all of these. Unquote. I realized I needed to seize the time to do well and fulfill my commitments. This past year, I focused on making better use of my time to clarify the truth. I usually went to Chinatown or other places farther away on weekends. On weekdays, I did it near my home after work or sometimes after my band rehearsals. I adjusted my truth clarification activities when the band changed their practice schedule. Whenever I had promotional materials for Shen Yun, I distributed them and afterwards handed out information about Falun Dafa. After doing so for a year, my efforts increased from helping around 40 people quit to over a thousand. I did all of this due to Master's reminders to seize the time. I would now like to share a few stories about truth clarification. Part 1. Master is with me. One day, while I was out walking and looking for people to talk to, I noticed two people walking on opposite sides of the sidewalk. One was older and moved slowly, while the other was young and walked quickly. I decided to approach the young person first. He was from South Korea. 
I handed him informational materials and briefly explained about Falandafa. I encouraged him to read the pamphlet and learn about the true situation. I was about to cross the street and speak to the older person when I looked up and saw her right in front of me. Wow, I silently thanked Master. When I started talking, she nodded repeatedly and decided to quit the CCP Young Pioneers. Another time, I was carrying something heavy in both hands. I noticed a Chinese person in front of me was also carrying something. I wanted to catch up to her and give her some truth clarification materials, but getting them out was difficult due to the weight of what I was carrying. I thought she seemed preoccupied and might not accept the materials, but then she suddenly stopped and shifted her items to the side. She turned around and stood there, smiling at me. I smiled back. When I reached her, I put down what I was carrying, and we chatted for a while. I then took out a pamphlet and started telling her that millions of Chinese had already quit the CCP. She listened attentively and decided to quit the young pioneers. It truly feels like Master is with us every moment. Part 2. People Make Good Choices Once, when I was clarifying the truth in Chinatown, I handed a flyer to a lady and began talking to her. She said, I believe it. I know the Communist Party is bad. If you'd told me this years ago, I would not have listened. When I asked her how she knew that, she replied, I saw it on TV. Then I asked her if she'd quit the party. She said, no. What is quitting the party? I patiently explained the concept of quitting the CCP to her. Then I asked, Did you ever wear the red scarf of the Young Pioneers in elementary school? She said, Yes, and I was also a member of the Youth League. I said, Then you should quit both of them. She put her palms together, raised her head, and loudly said to the heavens, I quit. I quit. And just like that, she quit the Young Pioneers and the Youth League. Another time, I handed an informational brochure to a young woman and said, Understanding the truth brings blessings. She immediately responded, No thanks, and turned away. We went our separate ways. However, after a short while, she caught up with me and asked me what Falandafa was. She mentioned that others had said that Falun Dafa was a religion. I explained, Falun Dafa teaches truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance, encourages people to be good, and guides people to elevate their moral standards. Over a hundred million people began practicing Falun Gong in just a few years, which surpassed the number of Communist Party members. The former CCP head, Jiang Zemin, got jealous. He initiated a nationwide crackdown, including orchestrating the Tiananmen self-immolation incident to slander Falun Dafa and incite public hatred. The party has also been involved in organ harvesting from Falun Dafa practitioners for profit. Removing organs from people while they are alive is a crime and a sin. 
Heaven will eliminate such evil. She listened attentively. I asked her, Did you ever join the Young Pioneers or the Youth League when you were in school? She said, Yes, I joined both. I told her, You should quit them. I explained why she should, and she agreed to quit the party organizations. She continued talking with me and said that she'd seen our parade, which she found very impressive with the Tianguo marching band performances and the large formations. She asked, what is the meaning behind those banners with the two phrases? I explained. The two phrases read, fallen Dafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. These words carry positive energy, especially in the face of the current pandemic. She said, Oh, you're all doing good things. After I go home, I will look up the Fallen Dafa website. Part 3. Overcoming Fear When I clarified the truth on weekends, I usually went to places far away, but rarely near my home. Master said in Teachings at the 2004 International Conference in New York, quote, So as for the Dafa disciples in any region, you are basically the hope for the beings in that region to be saved. Their only hope, in fact. Unquote. I understood the meaning behind the first dream, why Master was showing me the street where I lived. I decided to overcome my fear and clarify the truth to my neighbors. Clarifying the truth near my home has its benefits. If someone doesn't listen during a particular encounter, I can continue talking to them later. The first time I offered a man informational materials, he waved his hand and said, No, go away. The second time I saw him, I again tried to give him materials and said, This information can help you. He shook his head and waved his hand. The third time I encountered him, he was sitting outside a residential area. I greeted him and said, We must have a strong predestined connection to meet yet again. I won't offer you anything today, but please listen. I am telling you the truth about Falun Dafa so that you can stay safe. He didn't say anything, so I continued. Falun Dafa has spread to many countries precisely because the Chinese Communist Party persecutes it. They fabricated the Tiananmen Square self-immolation incident to slander Falun Dafa, and they even remove organs from Falun Dafa practitioners for profit. Heaven cannot tolerate these acts. He listened quietly, occasionally nodding. Finally, I asked him, Did you join the Young Pioneers or the Youth League when you were in school? He said, I joined the Young Pioneers. I said, You should quit it and erase the CCP's mark to ensure your safety. He nodded and said, Okay. The above are some of my recent experiences in clarifying the truth. If there is anything inappropriate, please kindly point it out.
The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Be Wary of Demonic Interference from the Internet by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 8, 2023. As a young Falun Dafa practitioner born into a family of devoted practitioners, I was fortunate to be raised in a nurturing cultivation environment that shielded me from many societal influences. In my early years, I wholeheartedly embraced the practice alongside my parents. But after I started school, I gradually drifted away from my spiritual path. I allowed worldly attachments to take root, including competitiveness, a desire for recognition and self-interest, and even jealousy. This led to a sense of arrogance and refusing to accept criticism. Regrettably, I found it challenging to keep up regular fast study and exercises and often prioritized other aspects of my life. In time, I even began to delude myself, interpreting Master's teachings to mean that I might only be a Dafa disciple for the duration of the fire-rectification of the human world. This incorrect perspective led me to slack off even further in my cultivation as I increasingly immersed myself in ordinary people's forms of entertainment. In junior high school, I succumbed to the allure of videos on WeChat and other platforms and became addicted to them. I wasted a lot of time, and my academic performance paid the price. I then turned to reading articles and novels using stress relief as justification. Much of their content contained immoral and demonic elements and explicit material, things that were utterly incompatible with the principles of Dafa practice. My mother, recognizing the dangers, attempted to guide me away from these detrimental influences, but I obstinately resisted her advice. Master said in Melt Into the Far from Essentials for Further Advancement, quote, a person is like a container and he is whatever he contains, unquote. I initially rejected the negative content, but over time I acclimated to it and developed a strong interest in it. I began to discuss it with my classmates, further embedding these corrosive elements in my mind. Last year, thought karma manifested as a dark mass in my mind, sometimes compelling me to act in strange ways. For example, when I was happy, it drove me to kick over a table, walk up to the podium, scream or dance wildly. As it happened more frequently, I became vigilant and tried to stop it by sending forth righteous thoughts, but it still came back to me sometimes. I uninstalled WeChat and stopped watching the videos and novels. As my mind became clearer, the dark force, in response, intensified its efforts. It now attacks me with invasive and demonic phrases, particularly when I'm focused on my studies. I continue to fight it, but struggle to get rid of it completely. When my mother discovered how much I was struggling, she emphasized the significance of diligent cultivation, which strengthens righteous thoughts. She reminded me to have faith in my Dafa-given abilities and actively gather more righteous thoughts to do better. She also encouraged me to share my experiences to expose these kinds of evil. It is my sincere hope that my account serves as a wake-up call to those practitioners who are addicted to the internet. Let's all be wary of demonic interference to ensure there is no room for the evil to exploit us. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.